0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the flagrant, an NBA podcast hosted by me, Sam. Thank you so much for tuning in. NBA Playoff Basketball is back, which means for all of us basketball fans who, for some reason, choose to watch the regular season, we finally get to watch the actual fun part. It doesn't even look like the same game. It's been great. Been watching a lot of games, been watching a lot of the Warriors who, of course, took Game 5 last night to go up 3-2 to two on the Sacramento Kings, which is huge. Oh my gosh. We're one game away from advancing to the second round. I was really nervous after we went down 0-2. I was thinking, I don't know about these guys. Maybe the regular season really was just what this team is, inconsistent, bad on the road, But then they came back with fire at home in Game 3 without Draymond. Played well and almost threw it away in the fourth quarter in Game 4. But nonetheless, moved on to Game 5. Going back to the Golden 1 Center. Can they prevent the beam from being lit into outer space? Can they win a game in the Golden 1 Center? And guess what they did? Warriors win. Final score was 123-116. to So high scoring games that's been the story all series but they pull it out and honestly they played incredible it was incredible to watch this team pull it out late i mean going into the fourth quarter they had that 10 point lead or at least it was 9 it was like 9990 and They kept it for a while, kept it for the first four minutes. I was feeling really confident about them. GP2 was giving crucial layups. He was 4-5 or from the field, playing great perimeter defense on De'Aaron Fox. But then Malik Monk just decided to be Malik Jordan, which just seems to happen in the Golden 1 Center. Malik Monk sometimes just turns into an all-time great for five or six minutes. And I think he had maybe five or six layups, or at least four, and the others turned into free throws. But he was driving, stopping on a dime, and fading from like four or five feet with Warriors draped all over him, banking it home every time. I felt a lot of fear as a Warriors fan watching Malik Monk drive in that fourth quarter. He's good, man. He's really good. But I was really happy with how they responded to that, it was 105-95 Golden State Warriors at the eight fifty three mark. That was after Malik Monk hit another ridiculous layup. And then in the span of three minutes, that lead became 109-108. to One-point one lead. Barnes just hit a layup. And this was the part of the game that I thought was crucial. I mean, another turnover there. Another, you know, shot turnover where Steph or Clay takes like a 30 footer with 20 on the shot clock. I know they're the two greatest shooters of all time, but I still think we can get better looks than that. And we went up. I believe Steph threw a pass to Wiggins in the corner. He was open, but instead of settling for the three Wiggins pump fakes, goes around euros around Sabonis I believe and lays it in for the easy two and that I think is the difference between this game and the road games before that that happened in game one and game two it's much better late game execution we weren't settling for threes Steph was driving he had two huge layups off the glass that I think stayed on the rim for maybe one or two seconds just bouncing around but they rolled in It was a huge win. Steph, of course, had that big and one at the end of the game where he ran around pretty much the entire Kings team trying to burn clock, and he puts them up seven or eight, which was essentially the dagger. But I think the real dagger, if you were watching the game, you know, was when Wiggins, I think they were up maybe two, and Wiggins goes down with about a minute left, and he's dribbling in. And he turns around for a fadeaway from about 15 feet out, and he bottoms it. And that was the real dagger. That was when you knew, okay, the Warriors are in control of this, even though, of course, that's what I thought in Game 4 as well when they were up around 5 or 6 with like 40 seconds left. But they avoided the blunder this time. They pull out the win. What a game... What a time to be a Golden State Warriors fan located here in Burlington, Vermont, staying up till 12.30, 1 a.m. watching this team. But they pulled it out nonetheless. And, oh, man, I was ecstatic. Just a phenomenal win. I mean, we got great play from all of the core. I mean, I haven't even mentioned that. Kevon Looney, how many rebounds did this guy have? Oh my gosh, it was like 25. Yeah, Kevon Looney, 22 rebounds, 7 offensive rebounds, 7 assists, one turnover. I mean, he only had 4 points, but that's not his role, you know. The man is playing out of his mind. Is he the best rebounder left in the playoffs? I think he is. Can't really think of another. Giannis is gone. Um, oh, Anthony Davis? Sure, he's good, but for some reason, I mean, Anthony Davis is better than Kevon Looney, but when it comes to rebounding, I'm trusting Looney to get a board over Anthony Davis. So, shout out to Kevon Looney, the man, the myth, the legend. Love that guy. Had a phenomenal game. I mean, the way he's been able to transition into this role, that's very Draymond-esque, as a lot of other Warriors people have talked about. You know, he runs the floor. He always knows where Steph and Clay are going to be. He always finds shooters. He does great as a roll man out of the pick and roll. I feel like he's niftier than we give him credit for around the rim with his layups. He's got really great touch for a big man. I mean, of course, Warriors fans know this, but Kevon Looney was a completely different player in college, completely different player in that Houston Rockets series in 2019 or 2018 where they got pushed to seven games. He's nimble, man. He was, he was much more athletic, had much more burst. Then, of course, he had the hip surgeries. Now he's come back. He's more of a lumbering big. But he does everything well. He can actually stay on the floor if he's in front of De'Aaron Fox. I'm not loving the matchup, but I also am not fearing it either, which is ridiculous because De'Aaron Fox is considered the fastest player in the league. He's on, like, John Wall, prime John Wall levels of speed, you know? And Kavon Looney is going to do a good job in front of him. Same thing with Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson, James Harden. Over the years, he can always stay on the floor with the elite guards, no matter how quick or fast. So, shout out to Kavon Looney, man. I mean, this dude is incredible. One of my favorite Warriors ever. I've got a Kavon Looney t-shirt, thanks to my friend Aiden Newell. Shout out to Aiden for Secret Santa. He got me a Kavon Looney shirt. That was just a great gift. I'll be repping it for Game 6, I think, on Friday. But, yeah, just had to throw that in. Kevon Looney is averaging 14.4 rebounds per game in the series. That leads the entire NBA in the playoffs right now. And he also, I think, is second in plus-minus in this series. So, it goes without saying. Dude has been huge. But, anyway, that was essentially the end of the game. You know, the Kings started missing threes at the end. They started taking quick ones. Shots just started to not fall. The crowd wasn't as into it because, of course, they started feel, feeling that their team wasn't going to win this one. I thought, honestly, De'Aaron Fox played pretty well. He didn't have an A game, but he had a B, B-plus game, which, of course, a lot has been talked about as fractured finger. But You know, if you're going to get upset at the Kings media and, you know, the Kings coach, Mike Brown, for kind of acting like he wasn't going to play, even though everybody knew he was going to play a little, some politics there, perhaps want to give a momentum swing, you know, to De'Aaron Fox coming out there, playing the hero role, playing through pain. It was still a good game from him, nonetheless. And you shouldn't blame him. I mean, he came out and said like, yeah, no, I'm going to try and play. Uh, injuries are always kind of tricky, but hopefully, hopefully that finger can heal up more for game six, because I think it started bothering him in the fourth quarter, you could see it, he was holding it, didn't exactly have the same touch on the mid-range, of course that could be him being tired as well, but he still played pretty well, given the fact that he had a splintered, or perhaps fractured, I forget the exact diagnosis, finger, so shout out to De'Aaron Fox, he played pretty well, but The Kings probably needed him to go for 40 to win this game, and he was not able to do that. So going back to the start of the game real quick, they didn't start Draymond. I thought they were going to go back to Draymond in the starting lineup. Draymond, who, of course, went to Steve Kerr in game four and was like, hey, I want to come off the bench. Steve Kerr thought about it. He's like, you know what? That sounds good. We played so well with just Looney to start the game, and having Poole out there really added to our offense to start the game in Game 3 when they blew the Kings out. They go with that in Game 5 again, Looney to start. Draymond doesn't come in until about the 6-minute mark. But, oh, my gosh, Draymond had a phenomenal game off the bench. Even from the start of the game, he was just aggressive. I think first ball he caught from the out-of-bounce, uh, it was an out-of-bounce play, shovels it over to Draymond, whoever it was, maybe Wiggins. And he takes one dribble and puts a floater right over Sabonis' head, bottoms down, two points for Draymond, 1-1 from the field. And that was the story of the game. Draymond had 21 points, which is the most points Draymond has had since that 2019 Christmas game against the Houston Rockets. If y'all remember that game, I did not watch too much of the Warriors that season, Unless, you know, your job is to watch the Warriors. I'm not sure that many people did. They won 15 games. We had Kai Bowman at point guard. That man was on a two-way contract. Shout out Sky Bowman for people who remember him. Eric Paschal, Amari Spellman. A lot of names a lot of people don't know. But Draymond pulled that team to a win on Christmas Day against the James Harden-Russell Westbrook Rockets. So shout out to Draymond for having a phenomenal game. 21 points in this game. 8-10 from the field, a Draymond, like, Dirk Nowitzki impression late in the fourth quarter going off one leg for a fadeaway for some clutch buckets in the fourth quarter. Are you kidding me? Draymond Green, who are you? But, I mean, I think this speaks to why Warriors fans are so often looking at him, you know, in the pick and roll when he gets that pop from Steph, the shovel pass to drive. So often he'll lay it back up. Or he'll just do something that just doesn't feel like he was 100% going for the basket. And we need that from him. You know, we need that energy. I think he took around, I don't know, at least 13, 14 shots tonight. Love that from Draymond. Made a three uh, as well in the corner. A big three. He makes them when it matters. So, shout out to Draymond. Yeah, they didn't start the best, though. I mean, their energy was kind of low. I think the Kings were 8 of 11 from three in the first quarter, but the Warriors were able to end only down three, 36-33, and that's when I thought they really had a game. They took the Kings' best punch in that first quarter, and they stayed in it, so that was huge. Quarter two as well, I started noticing on a couple Kings threes that didn't go in, the Warriors were all just standing around, and they weren't grabbing the rebound. Not great energy on the glass, except for Kevon Looney, of course, and I started thinking about, like, Come on, this is game five. There's, there's no way that we shouldn't be, you know, given more of an effort here on the rebounds. But I started thinking about it, and if I was playing in a game like this and the other team went like eight for 10 or eight for 11 from three in the first quarter, I think subconsciously when they pull up from three, you're just expecting it to go through the net. It takes a couple misses to start, you know, getting ready for the rebound and boxing out at full capacity. So shout out. To the Warriors for, you know, taking that first punch in the first quarter. I mean, De'Aaron Fox hit his first three, so I think he felt fine enough to, you know, give give a decent game, and it was just great to see. It was great to see. Want to hit on Klay Thompson, too. He really steadied steadied the attack in the beginning of the game. Steph was cold from three. He finished two for ten with one banked in three, so maybe, you know, He just wasn't really feeling it from there. But Clay Thompson, man, he had an alley-oop from Steph cross-court. He didn't dunk it, so I guess maybe it's disingenuous to call it an alley-oop, but it was a little scoop off the glass. He hit about a 30-footer, 32-footer before that. Clay Thompson had a great game. Another story of the game was foul trouble, of course. You know, I think Clay had five fouls by the fourth quarter, so did Wiggins. Draymond had four, but they were all able to still play pretty good defense. And stay in the game so that was great they finished out the half 60 to 56 and then had a great third quarter ending up i think being up 10 in the end but the biggest thing for me was just i felt like every time we had a chance like an open three when we had the momentum instead of taking the wide open three our players started putting the ball on the ground you know taking dribbles driving to the hoop because the biggest complaint in this series, at least on the road, has been, why are we taking so many threes, even the open ones, when you can drive to the hoop and Sabonis as the rim protector? Because Sabonis is a good player. He hasn't been the best in this series, but you know he's not he's not a great rim protector. He's not known for his defense. So if you go and you drive to the hoop, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot easier than taking open threes sometimes, especially when they start clanking. You know you want to see the ball go through the hoop. So I thought that was great, good to see, just really great energy from the team in the second half. I think honestly I'm feeling pretty confident going into Game Six at home. Uh, this felt like a complete momentum swing they've gone down 2 0 they've won 3 in a row they finally won one on the road i feel like i can count you know on my on my hands on my fingers how many road games they won this year which i actually can't cuz i know now i'm pretty sure they won 12 or 13 i don't have 13 fingers i only have 10 but oh man just shout out to the warriors for picking this one up really exciting stuff i Don't have too, too much else to say. Other than that, I think some perspective on just Clay's play should also be given. Just for the series, Clay is playing 36 minutes per game. When you give the context of the two Achilles and ACL injuries back-to-back, it's incredible. This dude's averaging 21 points per game, 48% from the field, 41% from three, four rebounds, three assists. The one thing I thought that was interesting, because we know Klay Thompson, this looks like the Klay Thompson of old. This is what he does in the playoffs. He's shooting 66% of his shots from three. None of his previous playoffs have been over 53, 54%. So he's definitely relying on the three ball more. So far, it's working out. I can't tell if that, is him showing his age on offense a little bit. You know, he has to shuttle settle not shuttle settle for jumpers a little more cuz driving takes a little bit more energy. But to have the legs to take 66% of your threes and make them at 41%, incredible stuff. Shout out Clay. He's looked pretty good on Sabonis too. Of course, you know, he's moved more to the small forward role on defense because he's not as quick as he used to be. He can't guard the guards as well. So, I mean, honestly, just shout out Klay Thompson for doing a great job in this series, putting the ball in the bucket. Curry, 31 points in the game. We talked about him, but he it felt pretty mediocre, but he had some good layups, good drives in the fourth quarter, high off the glass, as we were talking about earlier. So he did well. But now I think my confidence level, going back to chase center, I think I'm at a 7 out of 10. I think the Warriors can close this out. I expect them to. They don't want to go back to Sacramento. The momentum's back in their favor. Now, I think the interesting wrinkle in this is that if any of you have been following the Lakers series, of course, the Lakers or Grizzlies will be the Warriors' next opponent, assuming that they get past the Kings in this round, which you can't assume. Definitely got to keep in the present focus on Game 6 because you don't want to go back to Sacramento for Game 7, that's for sure. But if the Warriors are to make it past this first round with the Kings, they will be playing, if the Lakers close it out on Friday, they will be playing the Lakers on Sunday. And they play on Friday as well. So the Warriors will only have one day of rest Saturday before they play. And that's not ideal for a team that's best player is 35 years old. Clay is 32. Draymond, 33, maybe. Maybe the ages are swapped. These dudes are older, you know, you don't want to put too much mileage on them. I'm hoping that Warriors win on Friday and the Lakers lose and then they get forced to go to a game seven on Sunday with Memphis because I don't, I just don't want this team to only have one day of rest off before starting another series, especially because they will start at home against the Lakers because they have the seeding advantage, Golden State being the sixth, Lakers being the seventh. I think it wouldn't be be the best for the Warriors to have their home games on dead legs. You know, I'd rather have them be able to take care of the home games with fresh legs and be able to get rested a little bit more. So I'm hoping the Grizzlies win on Friday and the Warriors also win on Friday. So that's what I'm looking for. Also, quick note on the Eastern Conference. I just, oh man, who do you guys have winning? Knicks, Heat in the second round. I just I had the Bucks going to the finals. I thought the Bucks were gonna make a finals run, and now we've got the Heat in the second round. Eight seed Heat takes down the Bucks. First time it's happened, I believe, since the Golden State Warriors took down the Mavericks in 2007. Shout out to We Believe Warriors. But oh man, of course Giannis got injured. I watched some of the highlights of the game. Jimmy Butler is just a monster. I remember saying to my my roommates because. We all watched basketball, and uh, my roommate was telling me he was like Jimmy Butler. He is incredible in the playoffs. What is he going to do against this against this Bucks team? And we were talking about it, and I was just remembering like Jimmy Butler turns into what a top five, top. Th- top three playoff performer like this dude actually turns into Michael Jordan in the playoffs I am not picking against him against the Knicks I definitely have the Heat going to the conference finals now and if the Heat meet the Celtics oh my gosh i it might get ugly it might get ugly I might regret it but I might pe- pick the Heat in that series I mean this is very you know very instant reaction um, you know, the Celtics are definitely the better team on paper and they got to get past the Hawks first, but oh man, boy, oh boy, what a playoff so far. Sorry, all Bucks fans. I'm a big Giannis fan. So that was a bummer. Golden State Warriors. Hopefully they advance. We can keep doing these Golden State Warriors podcasts. I have them winning game six. Let me know your thoughts. Might put a poll in the Spotify description of what you think is going to happen on Game 6 in the in the little description area. So be sure to check that out. But, yeah, big thank you for tuning in to the show. Big thank you to the Warriors for keeping this series alive. Super excited to watch the rest of it. And a quick little shout-out just again to GP2 coming off that abdomen injury and just playing as well as he has. 16 minutes of great energy plays, perimeter defense, getting offensive rebounds, making clutch layups, just great performance from him. Just wanted to add that in my notes at the end. Sprinkle that in there. So shout out the Warriors, man. Shout out Draymond. Shout out Steph. Shout out Clay. Uh, Shout out the sun. The sun is out right now. I hope wherever you're listening to this, the sun is out. Or if you're listening to this at night, you know, I hope the sun's out tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Flagrant, and I will see you soon. Goodbye.